Welcome to Hot Taking It, a Faking It Rewatch podcast. I'm Alex, and I use they, them pronouns. I'm Lainey, and I use she, hers. And today, we're talking about season two, episode 10, which is called Busted. They didn't even go for, like, a clever little pun or, like, a double meaning on this one. They just went right there. Mm-hmm. God, this is a good episode. I feel like I say that every time, but this one's really good. I know. It's just one of those episodes where there's like six different dramatic things happening that are all yeah. balanced really well. Yes, exactly. So this episode starts in Amy's house. And I really, this scene is really cute, I feel like, because mm-hmm. like um, Amy's mom has made her like a, a French toast or something and is like bustling around being really cheerful. And Amy's like, who died? And, and her mom is like, what? Nobody died. And Amy's like... <laughs> When something bad happens, you make French toast and talk like you're in Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I actually thought this was cute because it reminded me of the thing about um, when Lauren's really mad, she talks like a duchess. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy their family, you know, when they're not being homophobic. Well, this scene was actually kind of nice because, um, skipping ahead a little bit, but like Farah, I felt like got to bond with Amy in this real like girly way that she's always like craving. Basically, she's like... Basically, she's like, oh, Karma dropped off this box for you, and you open it, and it's, like, all of Amy's stuff that Karma doesn't want anymore, and it includes the half of the best friend necklace that Amy got her for her birthday. Yeah. It's it's so sad. And I like that Farah understood that. But Amy explains to her, like, why she thinks, like, this time her friendship might not actually recover. And she's like, you know, I... That, that boy that I slept with was, like, Karma's boyfriend, and... I thought it was funny, like, Farah at first is like, oh, well, you guys fight all the time, you'll work it out, and then Amy tells her what she actually did, and she's like, well, honey, you can always make a new best friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, there's a, another situation later in the episode where they have to, like, explain what happened, and it's my favorite thing on this show, when they have to recap the plot, and people just, like... The, like, the different reactions they go through are incredible. Also thought this scene was very, like, densely packed with good material. Mm-hmm. Um, Farah's like, well, you can't expect Karma to forgive you because you broke, like, the cardinal rule of the girl code. And Amy mm-hmm. goes, well, you never taught me that. I'm like, Amy, why did you need someone to teach you not to sleep with your best friend's boyfriend? <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally. Like, that's not, like, even the girl code. That's just, like, morality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't you watched a documentary on this? Uh, but that's she's, a like... a pretty sick burn on Amy, Alex. That took me a second. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, for somebody who's so into, like, real-world, like, issues. Anyway. Yeah. But she's, like, no, I think, like... We can work through this because we're more than best friends. We're soulmates. Um, and the normal rules don't apply to us. I know. Uh, Amy. She her seems so much. skeptical. Mm-hmm. I just felt... I just... Uh, yeah. It was it was cute. And basically what we see in the next scene is that since everyone is devastated, which we saw in the like montage of everyone being devastated mm-hmm. at the end of the last episode, everyone has decided to distract themselves by pursuing ridiculous goals. Yeah. So Liam is applying to an arts fellowship. Which, like, for a second I was like, you can't, like, shouldn't the fellowship go to somebody, like, who needs, like, I, I mixed up fellowship with scholarship, and I was like, he's rich, he should uh, not be yeah. doing this. But, like, yeah, yeah. 
he, he actually, what he actually wants is an opportunity to like not be at school. Yes. Yeah. He wants to be gone for next semester because everything's so miserable. Yes. And he doesn't want to be at home either. Yes. So, um, he's like, he gives that same advice to, uh, Shane basically. Cause Shane is still really upset about Duke and is like, just throw yourself into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, which is never something you should say to Shane. Yeah, so true. <laughs> and then because Shane and Lauren are actually the same person, <laughs> that Lauren is already doing the same to get over Theo or to distract herself from Theo, where she decides she's going to run for class president so she can continue on her quest to change the school. Yes. Yeah. And she needs 100 signatures to run for class president. So, okay. <laughs> And then, <laughs> so this you know. fucking reveal, I wish I could remember how it hit me the first time. I can't remember how I reacted to this. Yeah, I can't remember it either, because, um, like, I knew it was going on. But so, it starts on, like, a close-up of Theo's face, um, and he's like, oh, so last night was pretty crazy, huh? How you doing? Like, as if he's just had sex with Brandy or something. Mm-hmm. But then it zooms out to reveal... He's you actually see, like, Brandy's face, and she's like in tears, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then, <laughs> then the camera pulls back. You see on Theo's back, the word "police" is written, and he's like legit interrogating her in an interrogation room <laughs> over pot. I guess. Okay. First of all, yes, very ridiculous. Second of all. I always thought in the previous episode, the reason he's like, no, I have to pal around with Brandy is because as he's a fucking undercover detective, I thought his plan was to be her friend. Yeah. (laughs) And try to find out, be like, oh, can you hook me up with some of that and find out who her supplier is? But instead, (laughs) he just brings her in and interrogates her. It doesn't really make any sense. It really, (laughs) really doesn't make any sense. And also, like... He's interrogating somebody over this pop brownie. Lauren got given ecstasy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like, and like, obviously he's not going to arrest Lauren, especially because it was an accident, but like. It's true. Like, why didn't he arrest Shane? I get that, like, apparently this is like a major distribution network. And so they're trying to take down like a whole like weed like, network, and not just, like, one, but, like, it's, I don't know, I guess now, maybe it's from the perspective of 2019, where we have legal weed in a lot of places, but even in 2014, we didn't think weed was that big of a deal. And also, like, ecstasy is much bigger of a deal, like, no, you have a really good point that Shane literally gave Lauren ecstasy, and Theo knew about it. (laughs) I can't think of why he wouldn't have arrested Shane. Yeah, well, I guess because he didn't want to blow his cover. Then why is he doing this? He's very bad at being an undercover cop. He's Okay, and like now that this is out, he's bad at being an undercover cop because he's an adult with a job and he's dating a 16-year-old. I know. (laughs) I know. This like retroactively ruins all this nice shit that he said to Lauren. I got so grossed out in the previous episode when he's like, you're the smartest, sexiest girl I've ever met. I'm like, ew, she's 16. You're 20. Ew. Like, what the fuck? She's in high school. She's like a sophomore in high school. Like, ew. It sucks so much. And like, I know I just hate the men in the show, but like, this is for like a really good reason. Like, no, fuck the ew. 
This is like the precursor, but not quite as bad to like um, Arya and Ezra in Pretty Little Liars. Right. When yeah. like you see this as a teen, and like from a teen perspective, you don't necessarily know why this is so wrong, and you mm-hmm. could be like, oh, it's so romantic because he's like risking his job because he loves mm-hmm. her, but like it's not okay to portray it that way, you know? Exactly. And like four years is whatever if they were both adults, but like this is so weird. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. Four years is a long time when you're a teenager. Yeah. And it's also more about the fact that, as you said, he's an adult with a job and she's a sophomore in high school. Like, that's what makes it gross. Yeah. There's a big power differential that she doesn't know about. Yeah. Because he's investigating her school. Yeah. I feel so bad for Lauren. Like, she doesn't deserve this. Like... I know. She deserves to just have a boyfriend who, like, both accepts her for being intersex and isn't an undercover adult cop. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> I have written fuck the police in my notes, but at a later later point, which we'll get to. Um, we, like, already talked about this, which I guess, like, we just talked about it again, so I have to look and see if there's actually anything that was worth reiterating, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, we have, like... I've, like, saved the audio of us being, like, okay, we're gonna cut this because of spoilers, but what the fuck is the issue <laughs> I think it's worth putting in, because I think we probably <laughs> talked about a specific, whatever, we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, we've been, we've been mad about this ever since he was, re-intro- he was introduced to us. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough re-watching this, knowing the truth. It's also weird in retrospect, like, that he took them out to, like, a straight bar or whatever, like, they're, you know? Yeah! That's right! Didn't they have, like, <laughs> fake IDs? What the fuck? Why is he so bad at this? Like... God, he's a bad cop. <laughs> like, I'm glad he didn't arrest Shane, but he, like, he could have arrested Shane so many times by now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so now we know that he's a cop, but the characters don't know yet, but they'll find yes. out soon. Meanwhile. <laughs> so, in the cafeteria, um, Karma is talking to Irma, the lunch lady, who's, you know, Karma and Amy's best friend, basically. Mm-hmm. Amy is, like, still coming up and being like, can we talk? Which, like, give her some space. The main thing I remember from this is that, like, Irma's apologizing to to Karma for not having her favorite type of cookie. And uh, Karma's like, oh, that's okay. I'll just take a peanut butter one. And Irma's like, but Amy's allergic to peanuts. And Karma's like, good point, and takes a huge bite. (laughs) Bringing us right back to the first episode where Karma's Mm -hmm. like, I can never get to eat peanuts. I apparently only eats them when she's fighting with Amy. I just, I love that, yeah. This is like the third reference to Amy's peanut allergy being used as like petty revenge. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So then Reagan calls Amy to remind her about how they're going on a camping trip tonight. Mm -hmm. And she can tell that Amy, like kind of wants to bail on it because of all the stuff that's going on with karma. Mm-hmm. And so basically she's like, you have to be here by six. She basically like sets an ultimatum because she's tired of yeah. Amy's karma drama. And she's like, just come camping with me. Honestly, like this is kind of reasonable to me. Like, yeah, I'd be mad if like the person well, I was dating kept bailing on our plans because of like their friend who I knew that they were previously in love with, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, she's not like, you can't come camping at all. She's like, here, you should be here by six, like, or I'm going. Like, 
I feel like that is the type of advice that she would get from Dear Prudence, like to set that kind of ultimatum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So I'm 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 with Reagan here. That's what that's what Danny Ortberg would say to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just cheerfully set a boundary. You know, Reagan is honestly like in a lot of ways better at healthy communication than Karma and Amy. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, she's also older than them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally every character is dating somebody who's no longer in high school, and it's like... Yeah. I feel like it's just because they they feel like they can't introduce new characters who already go to their high school. That's true, but, like, there are plenty of other high schools in Austin, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever happened to Lolo, you know? Yeah, I miss Lolo. (laughs) He's supposed to be Lauren's best friend. Where'd he go? Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. Um, then we get to Liam talking to this guy about the fellowship. The man is Xander Harris. Let's just get yes. that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote and I wrote LMAO Xander is here. <laughs> also, I wrote Xander is here and all <laughs> Um, so this is my new segment, best character of the week. This guy <laughs> coming up and telling Liam that his art is mediocre. He, thank God, he's a hero. I love him. <laughs> Basically, this is, like, uh, referencing when Shane was like, oh, you should just bullshit them. Like, that's what fellowships want to hear. And he's like, I don't want to hear any bullshit. I want to hear, like, what you meant by this art. And he was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you can't just expect the viewer to do all the work. Art has to have intention. What did you mean? (laughs) And also, he just, like, keeps telling Liam that his work is, like, pretty mediocre. And, like, if it were anyone else, I would be mad that he was being so mean to a high schooler. But, like, Liam gets so much fucking praise for being a sensitive artist in the show that I'm like, thank God. Yeah, you're so right. Also, like, he's talking to Liam about the specific piece that is his pipes that spell out karma when you shine a light on them. Mm-hmm. And that actually has a specific meaning, and I don't understand why Liam is unable to explain I'm, it to this man. Right? Because, like, he, like, he's talking, like, briefly about his actual frustrations with what's going on. And, like, Xander likes that. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why he didn't go, and, like, this is my girlfriend's name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think, like, at the time he was trying to express, like, his love for her, you know? Mm. It's not like this is his fuck you that's full of sand and thunderstorms. Like, this one actually means something. I mean, he's got plenty (laughs) of art that, like, means something. Like, he can be like, here's my horse inside a cage from the first episode, which represents that I feel trapped in my family. Um, Yeah. Here's my my heart, which is full of nails, which (laughs) represents that I feel brokenhearted. God, I hate (laughs) you. This is where I spelled the word karma because I was thinking about karma. (laughs) This is my cube of sand that I made because I felt guilty. (laughs) I can't get over the fuck cube. Like, what? Like, like, what? I'm so glad. No, I just just called it the fuck cube, but I just lost it that you called it the fuck cube. (laughs) I feel like we called it that before because that's what it is. I know. It's just so funny. It was so weird. It was like... It was so convenient that it was like, and the art that I'm making this episode is a place that Karma and I can have sex in later for dramatic tension. Ugh, God. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so. We're uh, like five minutes into the episode. <laughs> this episode is really good. I've taken like, this is like half a page of notes. Like, <laughs> So 
um, Warren is like, you know, brain like as um, talking to Vashti. That, that's that's now, right? Yeah. About how like she wants. She's like, um, people don't really like me because like you know this is woke high school and I'm just like the least woke, woke person. But I'm gonna campaign on my issue, which is that um, I think we should abolish grades. No, she's like, she's like, I'm going to make up, I'm going to pretend to care about yes. something that's like woke and then people vote for me and then I'll go back to my real personality. Yeah. And so she's like, I just think we shouldn't be evaluated and made to compete with each other. <laughs> and it's like, okay, whatever. Um, and Vashti like obviously sees right through it. Yeah. So um, then Lauren looks over and spots that Shane is also campaigning, which of course he's doing much better at because he's the most popular boy in school. Or he and Liam, I guess, share that title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I wrote down here was that Shane and Lauren are kismases. <laughs> You're so right. That's because, what their relationship is. Because, like, on, like they really get something out of, like, competing with each other. And, like, yeah. but also, yeah. like, being sort of, like, weirdly friends. Yeah, like, and it's like, um, sorry to anyone who hasn't read Homestuck, but kismasitude, <laughs> it's like, it's not just dislike, it's like, Disliking someone, but in a way that makes you obsessed with them. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, it, something about them that you can't let go of. Yes, and it, like, fulfills a healthy purpose of, like, pushing you to do better. Yeah. You're totally right. They are Kismises. I'm so happy yes. for them. <laughs> <laughs> They've at least got one quadrant filled, and everyone else is just flipping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Amy because, and Karma have, like, the least stable quadrants <laughs> yeah because like you know they're supposed to be moirels but amy wants to flip red we have to cut all Shut of this fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> amy uh, and karma flip red and black every episode and also pale yeah exactly um uh, okay so this scene i i have like a bunch of bullet points here because things escalate really fast um yes. so Wait, did we get to Shane's campaign? Yes. Okay. I think we do. Or go, just go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, then Shane comes up and is like, oh, I'm I'm actually deciding to run for class president because he took Liam's advice. And yeah. he's wearing a pin that says, no Shane, no gain, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> oh, I also liked that, um, like, way earlier when Lauren first brought up the idea of running for class president, like... Either Layla or Elizabeth is like, yeah, you actually only got on, like, the decorating committee because you literally blackmailed the principal. <laughs> yeah, Layla and Elizabeth are both, like, trying to gently break it to Lauren that she's really unpopular and is not going to win. <laughs> okay, anyway, now do you want to go through all the shit that happens? I, okay, hold on. God, this scene should, like, I don't know if there's a Hall of Fame for it should win an Emmy. episodes. Yeah, it should win an Emmy. It should be immortalized in some way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we go straight from the campaign to so Karma's parents are on campus as they usually are, handing out um, juice juice samples. And I like that there's like a little bit of foreshadowing here, and that like he's like, haha, like go easy on the free samples, or I'll have to start charging. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe oh, yeah. foreshadowing that they don't have the best business practices. Yep. Then Amy comes over and is like, "You have to help me, like." you know, get Karma to talk to me. And Karma's mom is like, oh, I don't know that it's a great idea for me to get in the middle of that, which is, like, very fair. And then Karma comes up and is like, 
I want to remind you that we were, we retained the right to refuse service to anyone, which I thought was a, an amazing zinger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> so a cop car drives up to the school, and in slow motion, Theo gets out of it. <laughs> in his full cop uniform. Yeah, he's like wearing sunglasses, and he dramatically takes them off. I also, like, really instantly blowing his cover, like, I mean, I guess he already blew it with Brandy, but, like, why? It's so dumb. So he arrests Karma's parents and mm-hmm. puts them in the back of the cop car. What I thought was funny about this is they're incredibly unsurprised. They And Karma's mom even just mouths sorry to Karma. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, these are, these are the people that have been, like, supplying marijuana to the entire school. <laughs> And, like, and Karma's like, that can't be true, no! And they're like, her parents are like, ugh! What do you think made the special brownies so special? And Karma goes, I don't know, love? (laughs) (laughs) That was really cute. Then there's this part where they start to arrest Karma. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we don't know, because she's also, like, worked at the juice truck and sold Mm -hmm. stuff out of it, so she could have been part of this too and Amy comes up and is like I vouch for her she can stay with me and Karma looks at her she goes that's okay (laughs) like Karma like fucking getting arrested to spite Amy it's It's so funny especially I mean like that also wouldn't have worked Amy like no that's not how arresting people works like you you just need someone to vouch for you so then you know the whole Ashcroft family is arrested Um, (laughs) which like that escalated so quickly. Yep. It was, like, well foreshadowed, though. I mean... Yeah. Like, I think we we definitely knew that, like, the Ashcrofts were big potheads, and I think we knew that they were dealing. I think that, like, yeah. that came up before. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So then everybody, of course, runs up to Theo and is like, hey, what the fuck? Like, you're a narc. How come you arrested Karma's parents? And he's so, like the fuck. He like goes full cop. He's like, well, the Ashcrofts are criminals, and Karma might be too. I'm like, fuck you. It's just weed. Fuck Calm off. down. And yeah, like Shane is like, I knew there was something off about you, and I felt like honestly kind of glad for Shane in this moment because like, like obviously it sucks that like their friend was a cop and that like you know Shane is like you know like the whole situation is upsetting, but Shane must feel so happy right now that he was right. He's so vindicated. And yeah. Liam is pissed off. It's like, Lauren is pissed off because it's her boyfriend, and Liam mm-hmm. is pissed off because it's his friend, and he's like, what the fuck? I thought we were friends. Very fair. Yeah. And also, like, you know, don't arrest my, like, my girlfriend's parents and my girlfriend, I guess. And I thought it was very funny because Shane pipes up and he's like, ex-girlfriend. But yeah, what, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. That's so funny. And then Amy decides to punch Theo in the face. I think mostly because she wants to go talk to Karma some more. Yes. I really think, like, she's just is trying to get arrested so she can go talk to Karma in jail. <laughs> uh, yes, that's that's why, but also I wrote, hell yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Amy punches a cop in the face and gets arrested. Which, like, rolls. Um, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be doing this just to try and talk to Karma, but also, like, you know. Yep. So then, you know. As, as Amy is... Like, they just brought two cop cars for the express pers- purpose of, of arresting them at two different times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they so, must have... Yeah, they must have brought, like, three, right? Because they put, like, the 
Karma's parents in one, and then Karma in another, and then Amy in another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, how much do they think these, like, two, like, juice-selling hippies were going to resist arrest? <laughs> God. So then Lauren sees Theo um, being a cop and is very betrayed and runs away, which, poor Lauren. Mm-hmm. She's really not having a good day. No. Then Liam is talking to Xander Harris, and... <laughs> finds out that he actually got the fellowship. It's actually quite strange. The guy is like, yeah, I don't like your art, but you're really angsty, and I think that shows artistic potential. I remember this guy's, like, recurring, and I remember really not liking him. I don't remember that. I, or, I don't know. Like, I hope that, like, I like him now because he just keeps telling Liam that he's mediocre, which is true, but there's there's more shit that goes down with him. Mm. And then there's, honestly, a really, like, pretty sweet scene between Lauren and Shane. I mean, it's kind of sweet for them, (laughs) but, you know, they're talking about how they both actually, how, like, Lauren is like, I'm not doing great right now because, like, I was just trying to run for, is it president? Yeah. Um, Because, like, I was feeling upset about Theo and now I've been humiliated. And Shane is like, wait, would it make you feel better to realize that I've also been humiliated? (laughs) Yeah, they basically admit that they're doing the same thing. They're both trying to distract yeah. themselves. Because they're kissmissies. Mm-hmm. And Shane's like, Duke has a girlfriend, and shows her, and she's like, is that Taffy from The Biggest Loser? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to date reality, why not at least go for a winner? Taffy came in third. <clears throat> I didn't realize it was The Biggest Loser. That sucks. But Yeah, I mean, fuck that show. Yeah. But, so, because Lauren is feeling so bad about, like, having been in a relationship that was a lie, she, like, you know, gets really angry on this girl's behalf and is, like, you know, she doesn't deserve to date somebody and have it not be real. And, of course, that's all the enabling that Shane needs (laughs) Um, to decide once and for all to out Duke. Yeah. Because at all times, he's barely holding back from outing somebody, and it's amazing that he got this far. So, finally, after... Many episodes where he claimed he wasn't going to out anyone. We can bring back our Shane outing watch. Yes. <laughs> Shane outing watch. It's almost like whoever outed you did you a favor. There's also a really funny line in this scene where, like, um, Lauren's like, Duke, is that even his real name? And uh, Shane goes, like, actually, it's Shannon. So I thought that was funny because it means that, like, they were Shane and Shannon. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. One thing about this is that Lauren is, like, obviously projecting onto Taffy, mm-hmm. but, like, isn't it typically the case when there's, like, I don't know, I just feel like if you're, like, a minor celebrity and you're, like, trying to find someone to be your beard, I feel like they usually know that that's what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I feel like she probably did now. Yeah. Like, and Lauren is just, like, blinded by heartbreak right now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and Shane really probably also doesn't think that, like... She doesn't know, like, he just needs he just needs to believe it because he desperately needs to out somebody. Yeah. So then we go to the jail. <laughs> Which is an incredible scene. We have here, like, three other prisoners besides the people that we know that just got arrested. It's, like, mm-hmm. the women's jail. So it's, like, Karma's mom, Karma, and Amy. And then... And then, like, three other women. Yes. One of them is, like... I think a butch lesbian, which is cool. Yeah. I didn't love that this is, like, the only butch lesbian in the show is, like, in jail. I feel yeah. like there's a maybe a weird um, 
prison implication there, mm. you know? Yeah. But it was cool to see. And uh, what was great is that she goes to Amy and she's like, what did you do to your hand? And Amy goes, oh, I punched a cop in the face. And she goes, "At a girl. Yes, that was why I liked her so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, it didn't occur to me until just now, like, we're actually seeing a butch person. Like, yep. this is, yeah. this, it's wild, because, like, the show normally... The like, show does know they exist. Yeah. I can only assume, like, that extra just showed up dressed like that, and it wasn't intentional. <laughs> I hope that's true. I just don't like the implications if they were, like this is the scene we're finally going to put a bush person in, you know? Yeah. I think, I hope that that's true. So this scene is really good because, like, Amy's, like, uh, Karma's mom is, like, oh, you know, maybe you're being too hard on Amy and you should just let her, um, like, explain herself. So then Amy starts explaining, like, the whole thing. (laughs) And everybody is shocked because they're, like, you know, at first she's, like, you know, you slept with your best friend's boyfriend, like, which is obviously bad, and they get really defensive of Karma. But also, it was um, really funny that Karma's mom went, Amy, you had sex with a boy? Yeah, like, that was the thing she was mad about. <laughs> yeah. So um, then... So then Karma, like, sets this weird ultimatum where she's like, you have 60 seconds to explain yourself in a way that makes me less mad at you, and if you can't, then you have to transfer schools because I don't ever want to see your face again. I love that that's her, like, go-to threat. Like, last episode she was she was talking to Liam, she, or, like, about Liam. She was like, I'm going to humiliate him so bad that he has to transfer schools. And now she's like, if you don't explain this to me, you have to transfer schools. Yeah, you're right. Um, everyone in this entire jail cell is, like, against Amy at this point. Because yes. Because of what she did. But then, like, she, like, takes her 60 seconds to explain it. And, like, she's explaining, like, all of her, like, thoughts and feelings and, like, Everybody else in the jail cell is, like, reacting as if they're watching the show, which I thought was incredible. Everyone, like, starts to turn to Amy's side because she starts talking about how, like, she's always been in love with karma Mm -hmm. and, like, she never had any hope about it. Um, (laughs) I thought it was really funny. She starts by saying, well, I only slept with him because I wanted to hurt you in the worst way possible. And the other ladies is like, not a great opening. I hope you're not representing yourself. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but just like the face journeys of the other people in the jail are great. Um, mm-hmm. And so Amy eventually gets to a point where she like she runs over to the jail toilet and grabs Karma's best half of the best friend necklace and dangles it over the toilet. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you know, you can either believe me or I can, you know, we can just give up on the possibility of us ever being friends and I can drop this necklace in the toilet and it's like so needlessly dramatic and I love it. Yeah, and of course the last second Karma's like, wait, no! Mm-hmm. Um, just some really good lines from Amy's speech mm-hmm. um, when she's like, you were always fantasizing about meeting your Prince Charming, but I was just happy to share a cardboard castle with you. Oh my <laughs> god, I know. And then also when she was like, yeah, then we like started fake dating and we did all this stuff and all the threesomes and karma's mom's face was really funny it's so funny she's just like oh <laughs> and, and then when she's like um yeah i had hope that you were realizing that maybe your prince charming was princess sarcasm it's so cute like yeah. i would forgive amy at this point yeah it's clear that like karma wants to she just is hurt and needs time you know yeah like I But I do love the shows. Like, this show is amazing at putting everybody into a room in a way that doesn't feel contrived and making them just, like, have the most dramatic scene. 
Like, yeah. It feels like it really comes from their characters as opposed to the situation. Yeah. Um, I think, like, um, this scenario with, like, oh, she slept with her best friend's boyfriend is so dramatic that you actually get a lot of, like, satisfaction seeing other people, like, react to it. Yeah. And almost, like, bring attention to how ridiculous the situation is, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, like what I was saying, like, whenever they have to explain the plot of the show to people, like, the reactions are very satisfying because they mirror my actual reactions. (laughs) Right. So then we cut to Liam in the car with his, uh, I guess, I mean, his dad slash grandpa, who is being like, all right, if I, if I give you this, then the fellowship is like this being very ambiguous, like, then this is the last art thing that you get to do. And you have to get your MBA um, and then, like, take an internship or, like, at at Squirkle um, and stop being artist and do business. And I was like, you know, normally I'm mad at Liam for being dramatic, but being forced to become a business major is actually the worst fate in the world. So... Yeah, I think he's, like, like basically also implying that Liam can't do the fellowship in this situation. Oh, yeah. It's like, you have to give up on art. Yeah. And he's like, and if you ever back out of this, then I'll cut you off forever. Which is, like, cool. Cool thing to say to a teen. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, Liam's family is, like, cartoon villains, but I don't understand why you'd want to, like, force your son into taking over your business. Yeah. And why like, is it so important? I don't know. I really don't. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it literally is just because they're, like, weird cartoon rich people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I now I sort of understand why Liam thinks he's oppressed for being an artist because his family has a reaction that no real humans would ever have to somebody <laughs> being an artist. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> um, Liam just lives in a different universe than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. The Ashcrofts and Amy have been let out of jail. And they're like, huh, somebody, like, called in a favor to the attorney general. But he's a Republican, and we don't know any Republicans. And so it's clear that, like, it was Liam who got them out of jail. Yeah. I kind of, like, I was kind of surprised by this because I remembered the drug charges being a much bigger deal. But I think I was just thinking about Karma's parents, like, different problems later. Yeah. I mean, I think they might become more of a big deal. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would kind of be surprised if this was the end of the drug charges. I think I, th- I don't think it is. I think this is just like the first part of it. Yeah. Um, so then Amy is like, "Karma, like, do you want your half of the necklace back?" Which I feel like they should watch it, wash it, since Amy like dangled it in the prison toilet. But <laughs> Karma's like, Karma's like, yeah, I'll take it back, but I'm not ready to wear it yet, which is fair. Yeah, I was like, damn, healthy boundaries with these guys. I'm I shocked. Know. And then Karma's like, I know you have plans with Reagan tonight. Like, why don't you go do that, and I'll still be here when you get back. Yeah, um, and Amy goes, you're more important, and Karma goes, I know. I know. I liked that. <laughs> but, like, they are legitimately getting to a point where they realize, like, like they're getting they're getting to a good point here, I think, like, in regards to feelings, you know? Yeah, and they hug each other and say, I love you. Mm-hmm, which is cute. I'm so not looking forward to Reagan finding out about everything. Um, that's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of that, and then... We go to... Then, uh, Lauren confronts Theo. Yeah. Which, like, God, this scene... Ugh. I feel like this phrase, Lauren confronts Theo, is something I've written in my notes for, like, the last five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves somebody that she doesn't have to confront constantly. But like, Yeah, but in this case, it's, like, really bad. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, 
you were, I can't believe you would do this. Like, can't believe you were like a, a narc the whole time. Like, how old are you? And he says he's 20, which is like, ugh. And then she says, was any of it real? Mm-hmm. And Theo, like, very visibly looks at his supervisor who's standing right there and then looks back at her and says no. I hate him. Yeah, so obviously he's like, well, it'll reflect really badly on me and my career if I, like, people know that I, like, had feelings for a high school girl while I was on my job, which, like, yeah, no shit, buddy. And obviously it hurts her, but, like, I hope that that actually drives them apart. I can't remember if they get back together. Oh, they definitely do. I hate it. But she, like, basically is yelling at him, and it comes out, like, that she's intersex. Like, she says it. She's like, "I I told you this. Yeah. And, of course... Vashti is there, like, filming. And I was like, and there's, like, one extra in the back who's, like, literally doing the surprise Pikachu face, and I love it so much. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, I, I enjoyed that very much. And so Vashi's like, care for a comment, and Lauren just storms away. She yells, fuck off, first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her. I feel so bad for her. I know. Poor Lauren. So then Liam is, like, upset because... He can't do the art fellowship, and he can't actually leave next semester like he wanted to. And then Shane tells him that he sent Duke's double profile to TMZ and outed him. Okay, wait, hold on. Did 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 he not get to do the fellowship? Because what I thought it was is that he could do the fellowship, but it would be the last art thing that he ever did. I don't think so, because I don't think he leaves for a semester, does he? I, I, I thought that there was more of a dramatic thing about that later. I don't, you might be right. I don't know. I don't remember. But like, I mean, and like Shane comes in and is like, ah, you didn't get the fellowship. And he goes, and Liam goes, I don't want to talk about it. Which to me seems like he did get it. But like, I mean, we know that he did, but like, or that he's still considering it. But like, he has too much on his mind right now. I thought he gave up the fellowship for for this favor. Yeah. Like, even though he got it. And that's why he's like, I don't want to talk about it because he did get it, but he can't do it. Yeah. Well... He, he definitely either gave up doing art forever or after the fellowship to get them out of jail, so. Yeah, I mean, either way, like, he's upset. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Shane outed him, um, and then he does a press conference. Duke does a press conference. And uh, Shane is like, can't wait to see how he lies his way out of this one. <laughs> so then instead, Duke goes, actually, I'm gay and I'm in love with Shane Harvey. <laughs> So funny, because, like, of course no one has any idea who Shane Harvey is, you know? Literally. And also, like, I can't believe this worked out for Shane. Yeah. <laughs> I guess whoever added you must have done you a favor. <laughs> I mean, as you know, this is what that clip is from, so... Yeah. <laughs> then Shane runs off to go find Duke, and then Karma comes in and kisses Liam mm-hmm. angrily. Yes. This is the other quadrant flip I was talking about. <laughs> It sure is. I forgot this whole, like, storyline where they're just having hate sex. Like, isn't this the, the part where they end up, like, doing BDSM? Yes. Yes. God. Not they, healthy. No. Not healthy at all. <laughs> um, and also, like, they just start fucking in the art room. Like, I think it must be, like, 2 p.m. or something. Yeah, it's, like, the middle of the day. No one ever comes in the art room, as you know, because everyone knows it's Liam Booker's fuck palace. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to come in and walk in on that? Ugh, literally. Why is he allowed to keep doing this? The school's chaos, that's why. Um, so he's like, does this mean you forgive me? And she's like, no. And he says, well, then what does it mean? And she says, just shut up. God. And of course she's wearing matching underwear. 
Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I could see her actually doing, like, other rats I'd be like, this is TV bullshit. Yeah, no, her underwear was really cute. It is really cute. <sighs> so then we get back to Lauren's house, um, and she's, like, super sad, and she's, like, you know, because she's lost her boyfriend, and, like, you know, she thinks her campaign isn't going well. But Layla and Elizabeth come out and reveal that there's a whole bunch of people here because, you know, now that Lauren is marginalized in some way or because they know that she's intersex, they want to actually have her be the the student council president. Yeah, and Wendy, who's, like, supposedly the best campaign manager in school, is like, I dropped Shane, I'm gonna represent you now. And Vashti is there and she's like, I'm not here as the press, I just think you're such an inspiration. God, it's so funny, like... I do enjoy that Hester, like, continues to be Hester, even when they're not, they're no longer faking it. Like, it is 100% true that in this school, be, like, being marginalized makes you popular. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, so Lauren, like, immediately like, turns on the charm and realizes the opportunity that she could take advantage of. And is like, yes, thank you. Can't wait yeah. to become class president. I think she has, like, a little bit of a moment where she's like, I'm not sure I want to use this like this. But, you know, she's Lauren and her desire to be popular, like, outweighs that. Um, Yeah. So then there's a really very strange scene. (laughs) Yes, true. So this is a very, this is, like, the other core of what faking it is, um, which is, like, weird dream sequences. So Amy and Reagan are making out in a tent, right? Or I guess having sex. Mm -hmm. They're having sex, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Amy, like, looks up and realizes that it's karma, which makes you think, Amy oh. Amy says, whoa, and then you see Karma saying, I know. So I it's know. Like, mm-hmm. And then Amy wakes up and you're like, oh, this is just Amy's, Amy dream, still dreaming about being in love with Karma. But then it turns out she's sleeping next to Liam in the tent. And Liam's like, huh, we actually successfully tricked Karma into forgiving us. And they make out. And then Karma wakes up and it was all Karma's dream. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Like, what is that trying to imply? I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to, like, put my own spin on it here, I'm like, oh, Karma, it was all Karma's dream, and she was dreaming about having sex with Amy, and she's actually in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, I do like that. Yeah. And, but, of like, course, she's also Yeah, it's, like, married. not really coherent, but I think what we're supposed to get out of it is that Amy's still hung up on Karma, and also that Karma is upset about this, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really, like, hold together, because it's like, but who was dreaming these things? <laughs> That's very weird. And then, because I think this is the mid-season finale. Yeah, it is. Um, you see, like, Karma's, like, face of hatred towards Liam also at this point. Yeah, it's incredible. Because they just mm-hmm. fell asleep in the art studio also. Mm-hmm. I guess the art studio exists because, like, Liam can never take people home. So, like, he has to have a place where he can have sex with people. You have a really good point. Dang. Um, yeah, sorry, I knew there was something weird going on with this season, so I just had to look at it real quick. Um, this season was originally supposed to be 10 episodes, and they extended it to 20, so they wrote this to be the season finale. Yeah. I mean... But then it, then they had, like, 10 more episodes in the season. Yeah. I mean, also, like, that just happens with TV sometimes, like, they'll have a mid-season finale. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was just remembering that I think they refer to this as, like, season two, part one, and season two, part two, so... Yeah, we've basically we've basically done two seasons at this point. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, we've been talking for so long and we haven't even gotten to seconds. I know. <laughs> this it was. Th- it's okay. It was a special episode. Yeah. It was a really really good episode, honestly. Okay. Bad decision of the week. I had Karma sleeping with Liam. Yeah, 
Nazis. But fair, like fair. To be fair, this is the phrase I'm trying to look for. To be fair, um, I wrote this, you know, immediately after watching that part. Mm. There were so many bad decisions in this episode. <laughs> I feel like I maybe didn't take the time to properly evaluate all of them. I think, yeah. I mean, I think the. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what I wrote down was like arresting karma as well. I don't know, because like mm. it, like it just seems like the whole just the, the police are making really bad decisions here. Like you don't need to like publicly arrest people and like also arrest the teen girl. Like yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, you're no, you're right. Uh, also, I mean, Shane adding Duke was also really really bad. Yeah, that's true. Just just a lot of bad decisions this week. I just think Theo is so bad at being a cop. I know. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. It's, like, funny because I'm reading these, um, like, murder mystery books that are amazing, which you should read, Alex. But, um, <laughs> like, I just read this one where the person, or two of them are about, like, undercover police work. And so I'm just like, this is the worst undercover police work I have ever seen. Yeah, I can't believe the person was like, you did pretty good on your first assignment. We'll send you to a tougher school now. Like, what makes you think he did a good job? He fell in love with somebody. He, like, he let, like, blew his cover for no reason. Like, yeah. Like, basically, when you are on an undercover assignment, you want to get out of it without anyone ever finding out that you were a cop. Like, it's not like you reach a point where you're like, time for the big reveal, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the idea is that you maintain these friendships and these, like, networks and contacts so that you can, like organically discover who is selling drugs, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the next section? It's um best pop culture reference. There weren't really any this week. Yeah, it's true. The only one I had was the Biggest Loser one. Yeah, I mean, what I wrote down was, like, the Prince Charming stuff. I don't – that's not really pop culture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, like, I just loved it so much that I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode was just so jam-packed with, like, character drama – <laughs> yeah, there was like so much plot happening. Yeah, that they didn't have time to be like <laughs> glee. Um. <laughs> um, cleverest insult. I had that line when Amy comes to the juice truck and Karma goes, "Mother, can you please inform this customer that we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone?" I love that one. I wrote that one down too. And I also had um when Shane is upset that that Duke has a beard and he and he's like. He took her to church. He's taking her to the house of God. He wouldn't even take me to the house of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that as line least likely to be said by a real human person. <laughs> it was a very good line. It was really good. For that, I had you make French toast and talk like you're in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> oh, what a good show. It's so good. Uh, what'd you have for a worst person award? I realized I didn't write anything down. I think I'm very mad at Theo right now. I guess... Like, my respect for Duke has gone up a little bit for, like, I mean, I don't know. He was outed, so I guess leaning into it doesn't really say that much about him as a person. But, like, I guess it's better than continuing to lie. Mm-hmm. And, like, presumably he's going to drop that sponsorship. Yeah. Well, they'll probably drop him. That's, yeah. I mean, I think he knew that that's what would happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a step up for him. Yeah, I mean, like, Karma should also not be sleeping with Liam in this state. Yeah, I just had Theo. I mean, yeah. I think we both agree that, like, Theo sucks and is bad. Yeah. Like, this is this is us making up for not being able to actually give him this in previous episodes because, like, you didn't ha- there was there wasn't, like, context for him being bad. Exactly. Yeah, now everyone can understand why we hate him so much. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like the show wants me to feel bad for him, but I don't. No. It really, like, I don't know if you ever watched Pretty Little Liars. It really does remind me of, like, Ezra and Arya, where, like, the show is trying to make it, like, it's so romantic because they love each other, but this obstacle is in their way, but the obstacle is, like, um, a really fucked up age and power difference. And you're like, mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Have you seen that show? I started it. So, you know, like, Ezra's her teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did yeah. see that. I don't think it's so bad. It's it's so weird. I think it's literally the same age difference. I think it's sixteen and twenty. It it, it sucks. Yeah. Oof. But yeah, what an episode. <laughs> okay, so we'll come back for season two, part two, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's it for busted. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want more of us, you can follow us at Hot Taking It on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at hottakingit at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at MagPilena. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Kismet Nemesis. Um, you can also check out my other podcast, um, Across the Luniverse, at Luniverse Pod. And I'm Alex, and well. I'm Lainey, and I know. <laughs> <laughs>